Welcome into episode two of Rewriting the Narrative, presented by Only in Appalachia. Today, I have the great honor and privilege to interview my co-host, longtime friend, Mr. Matthew Benson. Um, if you guys haven't yet, check out the Only in Appalachia socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. If you have anyone that you think we should interview, bring on a podcast, do a video on, please let us know. DM us, email us, whatever, get a hold of us. And if you have not checked out our sponsor, State Farm and of Chillicothe and Dave Strickland down there, I know he does a great job. Matt's told me a lot about him. And without further ado, let's get into the interview. Welcome into episode two of Rewriting the Narrative. We have an incredible guest today. Today's guest is my co-host, dear friend, the Matthew Benson. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, Matt. So to start off here, uh, how about you tell us a little bit about kind of your upbringing, what what shaped that, who had an impact on that, and um, just kind of how that went for you. Yeah, so born and raised in a smallish town about an hour south from the capital here in Ohio. Small town, Chillicothe, Ohio. Um, my childhood was, was great. Um, I had very loving parents. I grew up with three brothers, one older than me, and then two younger ones um, were... The younger ones are about two years apart um, between the three of us, and then my older brother is actually 13 years older. So uh, a little bit of a different different age gap there. But my father was an attorney in our town. Uh, my mother and him uh, started their own practice. Mom was a, uh, all things that ran the office. I mean, she was the the boss for sure. She uh, she handled all the finances, the housekeeping, all the good stuff. Right. Um, both of them worked extremely hard to provide our family, uh, a great childhood, but, but did a great job of also instilling uh, the core values that we talked a little bit about on, in, on your podcast last time, Brady, of um, just hard work, diligence, grit, uh, empathy, and understanding of diversity and culture more broadly. Chillicothe as a town itself uh, is very diverse. Um, on one end of the spectrum, you've got white collar workers uh, at the, the hospital. Um, on the other end, you've got blue collar workers, the paper mill, the, the uh, Kenworth truck plant. So you really got a nice uh, widespread of socioeconomic status um, and, and a number of different races there as well. So growing up, it was, it was super healthy for me because I got exposure to a lot of different cultures. Uh, and I'm extremely grateful for that because it gave me the perspective that normally most people don't get unless they travel. So Chillicothe was great growing up, super blessed to have the family I had and, and just a number of people. Uh, it was a small enough community that I just had a, a number of people that were involved in my life and, and played a huge part in it. So um, kind of outside of your family, who who or what had a, a big impact on shaping who you were, whether that was sports, coaches, teachers, um whatever it was, what, what kind of was that building block for you? Yeah, I, I had a lot of, of great mentors. Mentorship has always been a, a big thing in my life. I've always, and in all the progressions that I've had so far, I've had different mentors along the way. Um, it'd be really hard to point to, to one single person, especially when I'm thinking about growing up in Chillicothe, but I think more broadly, the people I looked up to were definitely community leaders, 
we had a number of different pastors in our community, um, one being Troy Gray, Pastor Gray, uh, who was an incredible figure within the school district, uh, just did a great job of, of treating people the right way and and uh, just just doing the right thing. So individuals like that, where community leaders more broadly, were, were just people that I looked up to. When I'm thinking about who did I aspire to be, uh, I, I would say it was sort of the, the serial entrepreneurs of, of, of our time, which are like the Steve Jobs, the Elon Musks of the world, the Bill Gates. Like those are people growing up that I was like, that's who I want to be. Um, as time has gone on, those things have changed, right? But early on, I definitely did a lot of research, a lot of following them, and, and that's who I wanted to be and, and the, the, the impact I wanted to have more broadly. Mm-hmm. So now kind of looking to what got you to where you are today, where, where did you go from Chillicothe? What, what was the next step for you? Yeah, so the path forward was I went to school at Ohio University in Athens, very similar to the town of Chillicothe. And to be truthful, I was dead set on not going to OU for a number of reasons. One is I thought I was going back to a, essentially a transplant in my hometown just about an hour, hour and a half away. And uh, ultimately um, had a number of, of different scholarship opportunities and, and different schools that I was looking at. But uh, what I realized is uh, there was no need for me to necessarily get away from from the Chillicothe atmosphere just yet, uh, as long as there were opportunities and as long as there were people that, that I could learn from and I could get involved as quickly as possible. That's what I wanted. I, I wanted to have exposure as soon as I got there. I didn't want to wait till I was a junior or senior to have um, tremendous opportunities. And that's what I saw at OU. So super fortunate to get a full ride scholarship, go to Ohio, University, uh, end up studying entrepreneurship and finance there, graduate in three years, uh, end up making my way here to Columbus um, and work at the Ohio Innovation Fund, which is a venture capital firm uh, investing in early stage tech companies. For, for people that aren't familiar with venture capital, it's I like to say it's a slow down shark tank. Uh, instead of investing right then and there, we take about a um, month and a half to two months to invest in a tech company. We did the, we did the analysis, reviewed it, and ultimately put um, a million to two million bucks in each company. Uh, since then, I've, I've left in August of 2018 to start my own venture uh, that is called eFuse, and essentially we are a professional network for esports and video games that focuses on connecting talent to one another, so essentially gamers to one another, but then also connecting them to opportunities. So that could be scholarships, jobs, sponsorship deals, all of the above, right? So it's a tech platform, and, and entrepreneurship more broadly has really shaped my life. The the last five years um, from studying it at school to working at the venture firm and now running our own business that is uh, beginning to scale up. And I know kind of just being around you, one of the, one of the things that you're driven by is you're a very thankful guy that really enjoys giving back. And I know this eFuse route is a kind of a way that you can give back to your high school self or your college people that that, you know, they need a scholarship to go to college and their favorite thing to do, what they're really good at is playing video games. So this is kind of a new avenue that you've really created to connect people with people that can help them get scholarships, get sponsorships and that kind of thing. So I know you're very proud of that. And um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So what kind of, you know, especially in only in Appalachia, we really like to highlight the good that's going on in the region, in the people, in the communities and whatnot. But what is one thing that has shaped you a little bit as a failure that you might've had in your life and where have you 
learn from that and how does that kind of affect where you're at now and what you do? Yeah, I mean, the short answer is I fail every day and I, I learn something new every day. Um, as a whole, I like to think I'm an extremely optimistic person. The world could be burning uh, and I always want to see the, the good in the situation. And sometimes that ends up burning me in and of itself, right? But ultimately, I think people good are good. Um, I think the world is, is progressing towards a better place. And if we don't have optimism and hope, what do we really have, right? So um, that's shaped me and, and that comes again from the mentors and, and role models I've had in my life. But as far as notable failures, um, there's a lot, <laughs> there's too many to almost pick from, but I mean, let's just take the, the current venture of EFUSE, right? So um, we've had a number of failures. There's been marketing campaigns that we've launched that literally had zero traction. We've had others that have garnered tens of thousands of people signing up for the platform because of it. So uh, I think it's just, rather than pinpointing what I would just say more broadly, it's I've learned how to, to take failure in stride, learn from it, adapt, and just realize like every failure is an opportunity. And thinking about it that way completely will shift your mindset and your ability to learn. And, and that's how I sort of have proceeded in the last couple months and, and years. That's cool. That's really awesome. So kind of to, to shift a little bit here, what is it about only in Appalachia that um, really pushes you and helps you strive, strive to be better and and kind of why were you a part of it in the first place? Yeah, and I think before diving into how we got a part of it, that's actually a great like uh, failure to some extent. So we, we've talked a little bit about it in episode zero of this podcast, but we started only in Appalachia around the same time. I think it was August 2018 that we started um, eFuse as well and basically launched with a core group of five or six people that were college students at the time that were moving into sort of their adult lives. And the ultimate goal was to, to tell the positive narrative that was coming out of the region, because as there are some negatives coming out, right, there's also a lot of really positive things happening. So the entire goal was, let's take these positive stories and amplify them at least equal to the negative stories that are being amplified. Uh, because we think at bare minimum, they're even, if not more positive um, overall. So did that, had a great, great run uh, with a, a great group of people that are still friends to this day, um, but over time, as we got more into adulthood, we, we sort of dropped the ball and only in Appalachia began to fade um, probably six, seven months ago at this point. In large part, it was because we're all volunteers. Nobody's getting paid. You can make excuse after excuse as why we didn't continue it. But uh, it never really left my mind in the sense that I always it was a great way f for me to give back and, and not only give back, but have the opportunity to learn from people that weren't necessarily like me across the region. So. Uh, learning from that, we found out what was wrong. It was a lot. It was a large part around sustainability, uh, making sure that the people that were contributing the most were um, were, were being able to, to maintain their lifestyles, especially if they were giving their full time work work hours towards it. Being able to hi hire a, a video coordinator or a content manager was really important as an, as a nonprofit organization. So, all of those things are learnings that we ended up morphing into the new Appala only in Appalachia, but. Uh, moving into how we we started early on, uh, we all the, the group of five or six met uh, through the I Believe Foundation, became good friends after we left that camp, which is all about focusing and creating leadership um, characteristics in Appalachian youth. After going through that, uh, ultimately shifting into counselors within that and becoming friends through that group, that organization, we decided upon leaving that we didn't want the journey to end there. We still wanted to explore our Appalachian identity. We still wanted to be able to 
um, help others explore that and really just continue to learn along the way. So that's how Only in Appalachia came to be is, is our thirst to learn, our thirst to grow, and uh, ultimately hear more stories and help other others explain those stories as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm really looking forward to, I know we've got some great ideas down the road, some great stuff coming up, and we're in a, a better position now to sustain that and really help lift people up from the region. So kind of to wrap up here, you asked me the same question and kind of made me think a little bit. So I want to know from you, um, kind of at the end of your road, your lifetime, what is it looking back on that you want to be remembered for? Yeah, for me, it's not necessarily about um, being remembered as like my name, um, like meaning anything when time when time is over. More so, I think it's about the people that I do come into contact with. I want the the experiences with them to to be authentic, to be genuine, and to ultimately provide value. And and the way I look at my life is, how can I play towards a greater good? What can I do today to impact the most amount of people? Um, and over the course of time. So whatever that is, that's, that's what I want. If, if you want to call it my legacy to be is I gave it everything I had to give the most back that I possibly could in my lifetimes with the, the talents I have, which are very few, uh, right. <laughs> but, but ultimately the, the most impact I can have with the talents given to me, the hardest, uh, I could have worked. And, and I did that the right way, authentically, genuinely, and, and did it with people that I care about and that cared about me. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Matt, I appreciate it. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to interview you, see a little bit of your mind. Um, where can people find you on social media? So you can find me on eFuse, which is my core social media platform, at MJB. Uh, and it's eFuse.gg backslash you backslash MJB if you want to find me there. And then all my other socials are linked from that account. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you listening, coming on this journey with us. And uh, we look forward to rewriting the narrative. Appreciate you all bearing with me as we talk through my life story. I know it's going to be boring. But now the good news is we'll be transitioning into your all stories. So if you have any individuals in your life that you think would be great to get on the podcast, please let us know. DM us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. Our email is onlyinappalachia at gmail.com. Get a hold of us. Also, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Dave Strickland at State Farm in Chillicothe, Ohio. Dave's been a great uh, mentor and advocate for our community, and he is the man for all of your insurance needs, and we all need insurance. Get a hold of him. His details will be in the description below. We appreciate you all listening. Until next time, help us rewrite the narrative.